0: Hi church and welcome to the second night of week 4 of Lent 1010. This week, we are on the cross. Well, we're not on the cross, you know, but we're going to survey Jesus being on the cross and we're going to look at today. Today, we're going to look at how Jesus substituted himself in our place, how there was a replacement, how he took our place on the cross and the power that means for us. So. Let us jump into it. I want to show you Isaiah 53 all over again. I know it's a very famous verse um, and that many of you are familiar with it, but you can never be too familiar with Isaiah 53. I'm going to be reading it to you in the ESV translation. Verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Hear all the verbs, yeah? Hear all the acting words, right? Um, He was pierced for our transgressions, you know, uh, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we are like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all, Wow! May the Lord add His blessing to this word. The Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us. Friends, I hope we grasp this, that today we're going to look that on the cross, Jesus replaced us. That there was something about us that demanded that we go to the cross. But because He goes to the cross, we don't have to go to the cross. So, what is it that demanded that we ought to go to the cross? It was our sin. It was our sin. And friends, I know sometimes we might think, aya sin, sab sab la, not so bad la. Why must so extreme die until like that? No big deal ma. small thing only la, right? Sometimes we think like that. Friends, you know what? actually, can I be honest, we don't have a point of reference for what our sins deserve. You might say small, small things, sub, sub, sway. Another person might say, wow, oh, but it wounded me very much or, you know. So, who sets the bar? How do we know what those sins deserve? Actually, we're looking at it the wrong way around. The correct way to know how heavy our sin is, is to see how heavy the punishment was. And only when we see how heavy the punishment was, can we value, can we put a valuation on the wrongness of our sins. So, how heavy was that punishment? Jesus was grieved for us, sorrowed For us, stricken, afflicted over us, right? Pierced and crushed, chastised and wounded. On the cross, He was completely wounded. For who? For us. There was a replacement. There was a substitution for us, my friends. So even right now, I want us to pray. I want us to pray just a short moment. But as we pray, as always, I don't want you to just jump straight cut through all the horror of the cross and jump straight to thanksgiving. We will get to thanksgiving by the end of the week, long before that even, you know. But right now, I don't want us to be prematurely triumphalistic about this. I want us today to just enter into the seriousness of our sin. Just for a moment, can we do this, church? Let's enter into this and pray along with me. Heavenly Father, Oh Father, we look upon the cross and we see the substitution. We see Jesus in our place. We see what happened to Him. As we stand by now, watching Jesus being chastised, we see Jesus being wounded, we see Jesus being afflicted, and finally, we get a real valuation of how sinful our sins are, how grievous our wrongdoings are. Oh Father, as we stand before the cross and we look upon the body of Jesus broken before us, completely, utterly broken before us. Lord Jesus, we want to say that we see how grievous our sins are. We just want to say we grieve over our own sins and we are sorry. We are sorry. In Jesus' name, Amen. You know, friends, being able to say to the Lord, I see now how wicked my sins are, is the first step towards giving the cross the highest place of honour that it deserves. So we're going to look at the next passage. It's found in 1 Peter chapter 2, okay? And it's in a verse 20. And we're going to read this, okay, for what is credited if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure. But If when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in His steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit, Found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. You know, my friends, I want us to see this that when Jesus went on the cross, he did not pay back to those who harmed him, but he gave himself as a substitute for for us so that what? So that He can suffer for us. So that we would be spared. Friends, today if you take home one word, it is this word, that we are spared. You have been spared. Have you ever been spared of, of a punishment? Have you ever been spared of having to of having to pay for something? And someone else has to buy, right? Someone else has to absorb it. Now how do you feel? How do you feel? Today, Jesus wants us to take the cross seriously and to honour Him, revere Him. So I'm going to lead us right now to pray. But we're going to pray in this way. We're not just going to pray... From uh, uh, in a very uh, uh, self-centered way, we're going to pray and remember the words of First Peter here. That in this same way that Jesus did it for us, so you shall do to someone else. One John three sixteen says it in another way. He says, "This is how we know what love is." Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Remember, John ten, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd, what? lays down his life for his sheep. Now, in in 1 John uh, 316, 3.16, he says, this is how we know what love is. That Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and so we ought to do for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has any material possessions and sees his brother or sister in need, but has no pity for them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with speech and words alone. Let us love with action. Let us love with action. So my friends, today, we're going to pray that God will open up opportunities for us to lay down our lives for others so that there can also be a substitution where we, like Christ, lay down our lives so that someone else can pick it up. Amen? Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a good, good God and you stood in our place and when you stood in our place, it was to give us a second chance. So Lord, today, we pray for our friends who don't know you. We pray, Lord God, and reach out into the heavenly places and plead on their behalf that you too reach them and you too find them and you use us, oh Lord God. You use us, Lord God, in action and in prayer and in acts of love in order to show them that as Christ stood in my place and laid down His life, there is something I can do to lay down of my own life so that my friend can come in to the saving power of the Good Shepherd. So Father, I pray that you will do this work through me this week. That this week, you open up doors for my friends to come to know you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Now friends, Jesus Christ laid down his life. Now, what are we supposed to do? Now tonight, you don't have to lay down your whole life. But I have a little challenge for you. After this 1010 is done, and it's done in a moment, I want to challenge you to lay down the next 10 minutes. Lay down the next 10 minutes to pray for that one friend of yours who doesn't know Jesus. Pray for them. In this way, you are doing one small act, another 10 minutes to lay down your own life. And we pray that when that kernel falls, that more seeds will grow. Amen. I'll catch you guys tomorrow night. And until then, good night. God bless. Enjoy your next 10 minutes with a lot.